Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I'm here with someone that some of you have seen, but if you're newer to us, you haven't seen her or heard her, if you're listening to this on audio podcast, my wife, Cherie, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Yeah. I want to interview her because there's so much going on in our lives. I would love to hear hear from her life, but she's actually put me in the hot seat and interviewed me to talk about how the prophetic and the season and the episodes have been affecting my life because I've grown so much in the four seasons that we've been doing this. So many of the stories caused me to change. They caused me to have new decisions to make. They caused me to access God in new ways. And I know so many of you have said the same thing. We've had thousands of reviews and ratings on Google Plus and on iPhone App Store and also on SoundCloud. And we're just so grateful that Charisma Podcast Network and then ourselves, we've been able to put this together for now four years with two other episodes a week as well, exploring the industry, exploring the marketplace. But this particular series of Exploring the Prophetic is really precious to my heart because there's something that's happened through the telling of stories that I think has awakened something in our generation. I mean, we've had so many leaders, people who are re-energized towards hearing God's voice or have their first experience because of storytellers on this show who are just simply answering the question of, does God's voice make a difference in your life and the world around you? And they're saying yes. Yeah, and like the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the, I mean, story is powerful because it's inspiring and it tells, we tell each other, this can happen in your life too. So we're going to talk a little bit more today, sort of about what's been, what you've been learning um, in the last quite a long time season about when God actually changes um, how God moves in your life, how sometimes that he redefines that over the years and over the seasons and following that, that leading according to what season you're in and some of the tools kind of that go with that and that we've learned in our own life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the calling of God is the same, but sometimes the expression of it changes. And so, <laughs> oh boy, yes it does. yeah, yeah. Does anyone relate to that with coronavirus? <laughs> exactly. Some things change. Did anything change for no. you guys? <laughs> so, yeah. So we're going to talk about that today. So, yeah, I'm yeah. excited. So yeah. here we go. Put on your seatbelts. Just kidding. <laughs> No, we're going to have a really good discussion and put yourself in the place, even if, when you hear these things, how God's speaking to you about your life and what transition you're in and the changes you're making. How are you listening to God? That's my heart for you whenever you listen to the show. But I'm going to give it to you now. Here we go into our interview, which I always feel uncomfortable. I want to interview you. But here I am. <laughs> okay, I'm all yours. Yeah, I'll take it easy on you. Yeah. So, I mean, I think when we were kind of talking about what we wanted this episode to be about, like you had said, typically we're talking about um, your perspective and your takeaways and you kind of giving a commentary on what you learned, what inspired you mm-hmm. and what all of those stories triggered inside of you and how they changed you, how those people's stories changed yeah. you. And so we were kind of talking today more about um, this particular episode being because we just came out of such a 
very different season, right? With coronavirus and a global pandemic for the last two years, kind of talking about um, because all of us have experienced so much change and such had to use such an adaptive energy in the midst of all of this change. We wanted to talk about today um, what we've experienced, what we've learned and what tools we've gained and had to use and kind of talk about our process a little bit in the hope that our story would translate some way to yeah. your story, what your experience has been, um, and and maybe help inspire or guide um, your your own journey. And so um, I think you know, like let's kind of let's kind of talk about about that because our our call sometimes our calls I feel like they can God can add things take the take things away or sometimes change the expression of what our call, what our focus is um, and sort of repackage it and kind of what it takes. <laughs> what are you talking about? I can't relate to it at all. Totally, for sure. <laughs> so kind of wanted to ask you, kind of just give it back to you to talk a little bit about what you've experienced in this season and kind of what what you're learning. And you can you can talk about kind of the history of how we've done this or this most recent season. So I'll leave it to you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because, you know, we were on a very, when we first got married, even a very big trajectory of full-time ministry looking like church expression with some itinerant ministry that we changed. From that, you were the catalyst. You were like, I don't see you as a senior pastor anymore. I think something's changing. And it's funny because when you get into roles, especially as a ministry mm -hmm. person, sometimes you... I'm going to die in this mountain. Right. And these are my people. This is, it's never going to change. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. And you adopt it. Uh, even if it's a good call of God, you adopt it uh, sometimes in a way that you're not as open or teachable to change. And I realized I was doing a pattern that many ministers have done before me. And after going to counseling, I remember going to counseling, not about this, but we went to counseling and this is what the counselor brought up. He, we're supposed to be, you know, talking about your dad. Get marriage therapy, PS, if you and, need, you know, yeah, <laughs> want to talk through therapy. some big life go. issues. And the therapist goes, why do you do what you're doing? And as far as mm -hmm. ministry, and I, mm -hmm. I talked for 45 minutes and he goes, well, I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. I think it was none of what you're saying speaks of the creative heart of God. It doesn't speak of all the things you told me you want to do. It speaks of obligation. Mm -hmm. And so I really had to go. I'm just building that foundation right. for the first transition I really made out of kind of a, an identity that was based on calling. I transitioned out of that. And then we went into, after we went into like seven years of itinerant ministry, hosting incredible events, doing tours mm -hmm. around the world, being in some of the greatest venues all over the world. It's just been awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I started to tell the team, something's changing in me. Like I know that I moved to LA, mm. freaking love LA. And I moved to LA because I was called to be part of the entertainment industry. And I, I moved here because back when I first experienced the call of God for LA, when it was as an adult, we wanted to teenager, I had some things about it. But when I was an adult, um, I was studying the Moravians, which were this group that had a hundred year prayer meeting. And out of that prayer meeting, different ones would go and sell themselves into indentured servanthood because they knew that certain people couldn't be reached unless you were one of them. Right. So they knew that church ministry and prayer meetings and stuff like that was all good, but you had to go into the world if you're going to make disciples mm -hmm. in a way that was uncommon. And so they, they, they did the most uncommon evangelism probably in history at that time. And so I remember reading that story and I was praying, God was saying, I'm calling you into the entertainment industry and I'm calling you like a Moravian to go in, not just to pray for it, but to go in and be a part of it. Right. So the first 10 years of being in LA, I mean, we, I did all kinds of film consultation and 
prayer and events towards Hollywood and all these incredible meetings hosted a church that really had an entertainment focus. And it was beautiful and it's always going to be part of my life. That that ministry stream flows for me. But what I felt challenged from God was, are you going to go and make media? Are you going to go and make content? And when I first moved here, I didn't know if I was going to be an actor, a director, a writer, a producer, or, or a combination. I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I tried different things out in different ways. And I was like, wow, I'm not an actor. I'm not, that's not what I, brings me alive. Or I'm not just a director, just to direct content. There's something in me that loves to produce story. And, and I've learned that even through this podcast that's with you right. guys, produce yep. story and tell the stories. And, and not just to do documentaries, though, but to, to see incredible themes come forward. And so my, my training ground um, has been things like this podcast and some of the TV stuff I've done in the past. But I, I realized like when God was challenging me, like, when are you going to do it? Like he was putting it back on me. Like I've given you this calling. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we receive a prophetic word, like a heavy prophetic word from somebody. And then we see what that means in our hearts. And it's in the context of what we're currently serving or doing. Mm-hmm. So when I received prophetic words for entertainment industry, Hollywood, the poor, all these themes that are in my life, I was in Kansas City mm-hmm. on staff with 200 particular people on staff, um, traveling over the world, teaching on the prophetic itself. So I just thought, at that time, I thought, oh, I'm going to have prophetic appointments with influential people to help them just steer where they're going to go with media. And God's like, no, that's not, because that's all we did then. You know, So I just thought I was applying my current career to that. No, you're going to make content. And if there's going to be a new breed in the entertainment industry, and you're going to help be one of the ones to raise it up, you have to be there. And I realized I'm moving to LA. Like, this is part of what I'm doing. So when I moved here, I kind of stayed in the ministry vein, and I felt like God was saying to change the industry and to see my glory there, you're going to have to be there. You're going to have to be in it, not just not around it. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be in it. So when coronavirus was, right before coronavirus happened, we had set up our tour schedule. We had 37 cities that were going to go in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I received this call from God, and I was like, okay, God, when we receive a heavy word, it's for the sake of transformation of ourselves and the world around us which is one of the things of the show. But in the vein of how I'm pursuing ministry right now, it doesn't meet that appetite you gave me when you gave me the calling of the word. And so I told you, I told the team, I told some of our board, or all of our board, I told them, like, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be just traveling, but I feel like I'm supposed to give some of these years right now into producing content. And some might be faith-based, some might be mainstream. I think it would be a combination, but I don't know. Um, how to tell you any other way than I don't think I'm supposed to be traveling anymore with our young family, with our life and marriage, with some mm-hmm. of the things that we're doing. I feel like I'm supposed to change. And well, you as were a awesome. primary, right? As a primary. Right. I'm we're like 37 cities in a year is a lot. It's a full-time. It's full-time, a lot. Over a full-time job. Yep. Plus, we we're already making content for our platform because we have the mm-hmm. online discipleship, yep. which I knew that was part of what I was supposed to keep doing. And, mm-hmm. and so I told the team and, and a lot of our advisors and people told us, just give it three to five years because you are experiencing success, success in this and you're helping to lead the body of Christ in a conversation of the prophetic through these events that's creating a synergy and resources and finances. And then coronavirus happened, mm-hmm. the pandemic happened. And I remember going, you said, how do you feel? Because we had to cancel, I think, like 14 days of conference, like uh, conferences and events that we We planned. canceled two and then like four days later, we canceled all the whole year. The whole year. But we, like, we we're like, 2020, the whole year. we're going to do calendar. three months because I mean, we had to do Australia because mm-hmm. it closed down and we had all the Europe ones. And we, right. So we're canceling all the Europeans. So we're like, okay. Well, we and, were hopeful, right? Said, but in our head, we were like, this, we might we actually might have, have to cancel, cancel all of these. And right. the day we were canceling them all, you said, mm-hmm. how do you feel? And I said, delivered. Mm. <laughs> you said, why do you feel delivered? Now, I love being with y'all. Like when we go live, it's one of my favorite things right. to do, but something was changing. Mm. So I'm like, this is amazing that we can gather a thousand to 
well, if it's a smaller city, like seven or 800 people, if it's a bigger city, you know, 2,000 people. And we were going to London where whole conferences were having a hard time gathering 500 people. And we were having like 2,000 people show up for one night. It was mm -hmm. just, there's a synergy on people being hungry. And I love that hunger and I wanted to press on that hunger, but yeah. I also knew that something needed to change, right. something needed to shift. So sure. I remember when I said I was delivered, you said, you need to pay attention to that. Mm. We need to be doing something different. So we really listened, mm -hmm. like you were listening, mm -hmm. I was listening. Mm -hmm. And I started to get this definition of like, you know, media is something like what we're, we're hitting 50,000 people a year live right mm -hmm. now, just reaching them, loving them, connecting to them. But our podcast, you guys, this thing goes to millions. I mean, mm -hmm. we've literally had millions and millions of yeah. downloads. I think we're at like 8 million or something. I'd have to get that number right. Maybe they can put it across the screen. Get a fact check on that. Get a fact check. But I know it's <laughs> over 6 million. So, and so, you know, we've reached millions of people. And I'm like, wow, this is in just a couple of years, we've reached millions through podcasting. And we'll only ever reach in our success, maybe maybe we get to 100,000 people, so 50,000 people through our live events. Or maybe if we right. try to do bigger events, which take way more work and we're already tired of you know, mm -hmm. that, that capacity, we can get to 250,000. Right. But it's a one-night, one-time thing versus media, which can come in seasons like this. Right. Or it could be an installment that's really mm -hmm. important. Like some of our e-classes, I was one of our e-classes on Words of Knowledge, we had, I think the first year, 50,000 people had engaged it. Yeah. You know, the first year. And I look at that and go, you guys you know, the free version and the, the paid version, I think we had several thousand, like seven or 8,000 people, or maybe it was 15,000, I don't know, I'm bad with numbers, but right. I know it was thousands. And these are people who aren't like just going to event because their friends brought them. They're actually wanting to grow in it. Mm -hmm. And so the feedback was our church is moving differently, our sphere of influence, I'm doing this in my business, I'm doing this in my career, I'm doing this in my family. And it was way different even feedback from what we we're doing through media than what we we're getting at a live event. And I was like, I need to serve our audience and I need to make some creative projects and it just mm -hmm. hit me. And so during that time, I remember the first you know year of the, the 2020 year, which is the last year for most of us who are listening to this, um, I remember just going, I'm so excited. And we changed our whole life. We moved mm -hmm. into a property that made more sense. Our, all of our employees were you know, offsite from the offices. So we closed down offices. We didn't have that payment anymore. And even though we lost 80% of our income, we were able to live more conservatively with our team, not let hardly anyone go, like, like really go mm -hmm. through that, persevere through that storm. And right. we have a tra traveling team to be a media team. Right. And I started to go, this is exciting. Like, I'm really enjoying mm -hmm. this. And I didn't look back. I mean, people would ask me, do you miss traveling? Do you miss pastoring? Do you miss it? And I'm like, no, there's something going on. Other than like meeting, meeting people, people, right? And like get that. Right. We we do very much miss that connection, yeah. right? But airplane rides, not this guy, not Hotels. missing. <laughs> I mean, to go yeah. to like 37 cities, it's like 120 right. days out. Yeah. Because of all the traveling, you have to do all the other stuff. So mm -hmm. it's, it's like a lot. Like the yeah. tour like that. It's not easy. It's not like you're going to one city a day. It's like you're, it takes time, right? right. And especially after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So all that to say, I felt like, you know, you receive a prophetic calling. I'm, I'm talking to your audience now. God speaks to you and it's really bigger than you could dream or imagine. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you will get yourself stuck in success of all kinds of good things. If you don't, if you're not open, that there's more. And so we weren't like in a bad place having to transition. We were actually in a really good place. And even we could have rebuilt after the pandemic in this year, 2021, we could have rebuilt traveling and all kinds of stuff already. Mm -hmm. But we were like, no, there's something going on. I remember some of my friends who we've worked on a project with um, the cartoon studio, Conrad Cartoons. We worked on some projects with them and, and they reached out to me and they were like, hey, do you know anybody in the 
film industry can do this, 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 this. We're thinking about this. And I, I kind of spoke in their project prophetically. And I was like, you know what you should do? And then I sp spoke to it again prophetically, but I was just giving them wisdom. And they were like, hey, do you want to come on board? And do you want to help make this family-based movie, this animated mm -hmm. film? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I do. Mm -hmm. And so I started working on a film, which we're, you know, about to go to pre-production in some ways on. And, I, you know, like, I'm like, this is this is my wheelhouse. We've just produced all these events. Producing film isn't much different. And, and speaking into the quality and the content of what can happen and bringing relationships together right. to synergize around this. It's like so what I made for. Mm -hmm. I had so much fun doing it. Then we did our TVN show. We did... We had two TV shows. We did Translating God, which I was just the host of. Then I got to help produce a show called Discovering God About His Names. Mm -hmm. And I was like, after I produced that with the team, I was like, I'm made, I made to bring content to the yeah. screen. Yeah. And I had so much fun. I was like, you know, we had some people over here going, we need you on the mountaintop of the church, you know, speaking at these events and being a part of prophetic councils and these summits and these things. I'm like, that's not the hill I want to die on. That's not what I feel like God's geared me for, but I love partnering and participating when I have that space, when it's my assignment, but it's not my primary full-time assignment. Mm -hmm. And I, when I recognized that, the level of freedom that came over me to mm -hmm. say, I'm not the guy who gives words, you know, on these lists online all the time. I'm not the guy who everybody is looking to, to see what God's doing next in politics. I'm right. the guy who I do have prophetic words that do hit those spheres, mm -hmm. but I'm the guy who I do give wisdom and counsel behind the scenes. I meet with leaders. I, prophetically equip them, prophesy, give wisdom, that kind of thing. But I also am supposed to make content. And that mm -hmm. really, so that's my long-winded answer. I really, yeah. I, I went through a definition change and I'm so encouraged. Yeah. Because I feel like our team has been so amazing to just kind of like, okay, mm -hmm. let's go there. Mm -hmm. And has provided incredible, I mean, some of them have no experience with this at all. And they're doing better than teams have been doing it for years. I'm so proud of them. Yeah, for sure. Because there's just an efficiency in a, in an order that God's brought to it that I think is really cool. Totally. I love that. And I think like so many people can relate to what you're saying that are listening right now or watching right now, um, which is like when we look at this time, like I'm hearing you say a few really key things. Um, and Number one is, and sort of my, I think a lot of people are really seeing this right now is that this, the pandemic specifically has opened and closed huge doors yeah. for people yeah. of definition mm -hmm. and new doors of opportunity have been opened and doors also have been redefined. Yeah. And I have seen, although there were the challenges, right? So I don't want to say, cause we even went through some challenges in the midst Lots of that, of right? Yeah. I mean, losing an entire um, year worth of, of work, right. That we had planned and, and secured. Too, Correct. That yeah. It was a tremendous, um, amount of work and navigation to successfully, you know, pivot from yeah. that and to deal with that. That was real. And I think like identifying that is really, really important. Um, and I, cause I think a lot of people have also hit, it was really challenging for all of us on some levels. Right. Um, but I think in the midst of that, seeing these doors open for people's lives has been, including ours, has been one of the most encouraging things, because I think it, it has been this marked place in history that has given permission to people completely re redefining yeah. um, where they live, how they do ministry, how they do business, how they do creativity, whole new identities Family, being time. birthed 
family connection and how we, the sustainability. Well, you're at home all the time and all these people are at home and they're like, I have to go back to a cubicle. Like we've had a workforce in Europe and America who's quit their jobs. I'm like huge amounts of people who are like, I don't want to be defined that way anymore. Right. And you have this unemployment thing happening because people have an opportunity, Mm -hmm. not unemployment on the job uh, giver side, but unemployment on the on the employee side, they were saying, I want to redefine my career. Right. So people are, this is a time, like, no, it's like a time after a war, honestly. Right. That's what happens after a war is like people kind of re, kind of come into a new normal. Right. And I feel like, you know, both of us have gone, I, even some of the things God told me that like when he spoke to me years ago before the pandemic and said, my next great worldwide move, not church specific move, but worldwide move when my spirit pours out is going to be in the marketplace and the church will support it and disciple it. Mm-hmm. But the activity, the spiritual activity will be happening in the marketplace where people get saved and awakened and some of that transformation efforts and especially the entertainment industry marketplace for right. you know, speaking about me. Yeah. So we started like, I, I remember just going, okay, God, when we're at the beginning of this, even before the pandemic, I was going, how do I let that word change and redefine? Because there's a lot of people who are in the prophetic or apostolic or pastors or leaders who are just doing the church thing. And we mm-hmm. speak into local church. We speak into what a local church should be. We speak into what ministry should be. And it's easy because it's already established because mm-hmm. people are there. But then we started speaking into the marketplace and careers and people of influence. And there's not as many people out that in that field. And it's very underpopulated and mm-hmm. underserved right. for Christianity. I remember like after about a year of serving it, someone in the church who's like wanted me on their apostolic team to build churches and to build missions said, mm-hmm why are you doing all that? It's like, that's not even that important. And it was that thing of like, oh, wow, that's there's a mentality. This is a mm-hmm. wonderful person. There's a mentality that this is less than building churches, but I have a word that God, what God's doing out there is going to be essential to the kingdom of God, to, to Jesus returning. Is essentially, we have to be Christians in all spaces. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have to go into all the world. And so I was like looking at them going, this is so underserved. What you're doing will always have team to it. Mm-hmm. What's happening out here, we need some pioneers. And so I'm going to be one of the pioneers out here, and I'm going to honor all the pioneers who came before me in that marketplace space because there's so many of them. But there's, it's just even a lot of the networks that exist for business leaders and that community and for entertainment leaders, they're, um, they're, they've gone through a lot because of COVID and hardship. And even some of them were at the end of their life cycle, mm-hmm. and they're either, either having to be reborn or they're dying. And so for, for me and then Bob Hassan to bring him involved, it was so cool to watch. Like, I mean, the conversation we created and exploring the marketplace Right next to exploring the prophetic, right. we had people in China and Singapore and Hong Kong and Tokyo, like Japan and all these places that were, it became one of the top 25 podcasts to listen to in Christianity for the marketplace. Mm. So those, a lot of the church leaders I was talking to were like, why are you doing that conversation? That's not as important. Mm. They weren't being mean. They were just, they didn't right. understand it. Right. The reality is Christians who are in those spaces, which is the majority, because only 1% are in vocational ministry or revolve around a church. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest of the 99% are going, oh, they're speaking my language. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. They're bringing me hope because they're telling me stories about people who are venture capitalists and farmers and, mm-hmm. you know, or in agriculture or health space or whatever, all these different spaces right. who are talking about things that I'm dealing with. And they're talking about things that God could be here to you. You hear God here. Mm-hmm. So I was, I think, I think I was spurred by when we started exploring the marketplace that was probably the biggest moment that some of the things you were saying, some of the takeaways, mm-hmm. when you go after something that's in that lane that God's calling you to, and you find yourself in a place of passion, that it's working, mm-hmm. that maybe not a lot of people are there, but you enjoy being there. Mm-hmm. And then people challenge it. And it makes you want to be there more. 
Yeah. Don't hold me. I love what you're saying, but yeah. you're making me want to be in that space even more. Yeah. And I, and I right. don't want to be in your space even more. Right. Although I want to be in relation with you, yeah. but I don't want to be in your space. Like, I'm so glad I'm not part of what you're doing, mm. not because it's bad, it's amazing, but because I know what I'm called to be a part of. Right. And I think maybe those could be indicators too that could help yeah. people. Absolutely. I think like a lot of people can probably relate to what you're talking about um, in seeing God is possibly opening, opening a new door and, um, and creating a new space or awakening something in you. What are some of the, what are some of the processes like, or or tools that you found that you need? I I know, I know what mine are, but like, right. When it was actually happening, when coronavirus (laughs) happened and everything right in the natural, we're saying just very practically everything that we had built was falling apart and was completely being pulled out from underneath us. And we were like, what do we do? How do we redefine? How do we? You were one of my tools. Oh, oh, okay. You just marry a Proverbs 31 woman. Okay. (laughs) Just kidding. Just, yeah, just bragging on myself. Just kidding. Not really. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. But no, but really like what, what tools, like what, what did you, what, how did you walk in? You know, it's like, I grounded myself, not only the Bible word, but also because Paul says, stand firm in your faith. So the faith in who God is but also the faith and the prophetic promises he's given us that aren't dependent on our politics, on a pandemic, on what disruptions are happening in society. Mm-hmm. On It's not dependent on that, like our promises stand in the midst mm-hmm. of all of those things. So I'm just grounding myself in faith. Sometimes doing that through the declaration prayers, the standing and, you know, saying in prophecies, like really rehearsing mm-hmm. and remembering those things and reviewing those things. Mm-hmm. And then also I processed with like you and a few of our other mm-hmm. friends, like, yeah, like this is what I'm feeling from God. Mm-hmm. And, and some of it wasn't, I needed to shake out. I needed like, I needed to, you know, I needed those diamonds that, that were rough mm-hmm. to be able to come into a smooth place. And not all that was because you or Bob or others said, challenge me or said, no, maybe you should think sometimes it was just the listening. Mm-hmm. So I think grounding myself in faith, but keeping a current conversation of what I felt God was doing mm-hmm. and ignoring the negative, mm-hmm. meaning like I'm not going to ignore the negative in the sense of um, conflict avoiding, but ignoring the negative because there was so much stuff at the beginning. You remember the beginning of the year when the all the Trump prophecies didn't happen and people were just mad at prophecy, period. Mm-hmm. And including my own stuff that some of the stuff that I had said, people were mad at me for t- prophesying about the vaccinations, people were mad at mm-hmm. me for prophesying about t- Trump and it didn't happen, the vaccinations that did happen. Right. There was a lot of and I just was like, you know, I'm not here to meet the needs of churches needing to hear where God is going. We all have a relationship with God to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm here to encourage what they're already experiencing right. and so i'm going to stay focused on what god is doing who yeah. he is yeah. not what the enemy is doing not what humans are doing wrong not what i'm doing wrong i'm going to focus on what god's doing right and i was more quiet with some of the corporate prophecies because mm-hmm. when i did miss it with uh, the trump thing and i put out you know retraction and a public apology i was like i'm going to learn from this experience excellent and right. go deep yeah and it's been a year where i haven't put out yeah. a lot i haven't put anything political out but yeah. i've been really quiet with anything that would be um that people put a lot of hope into unless I've really heard it from God. It's been usually in smaller spheres, like mm-hmm. in Minnesota governmental race or something like that. Right. Smaller spheres, yeah. I've given some stuff. And so I think, I think I've think i been in a learning mode of even that. So to focus mm-hmm. on what's good, what God is doing in the midst of really hard things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, grounding ourselves in peace. Like mm-hmm. I think both of us have said one of our highest priorities is peace. Yeah. And so like we've been protecting peace in our household, the conversations we, we would have together, the conversations we would entertain. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of unplugging from a lot of the world 
and plugging more into God, renewing our mind, renew, you know. So I think it's just all the Bible basics, like repentance, mm -hmm. renewing our mind, mm -hmm. standing firm in the word, mm -hmm. standing firm in the prophetic. Being teachable though, too, yeah. is it, or not teachable, open. I think actually is an even better word. Like I have seen people, including you, including me, our family, but also um, friends and just watching the general population, like with God, having an openness to him doing something new, to him yeah. reinventing people's worlds or the expression of, of himself in them and through them. And it's been really neat to watch a lot of people go through that openness process and that transformation and actually watch the expression of how God is moving in this time. It's just been really neat to see a lot of a lot of change and redefinition mm -hmm. because there's been so much good. We don't even need to talk about the hard because that's all over the yeah. news every single day, right? <laughs> What's well, in our real but, life every day? I mean, people yeah, lost people. people absolutely. Have failure. Yep. The loss is obvious. Right. And it doesn't mean you don't deal with it, but you don't focus on it. Right. Totally. You for know? sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just to the the faith of watching him watching him move in the midst of this last couple year season um has just been incredible you know just to see the the fruit that has happened in the midst of hard yeah. has just been just just shocking and absolutely beautiful um what other things have you seen like that you've walked out in your experience so we've talked about we've talked about new doors and being open to yeah redefinition. I think some of the other things that we hit on was, um, I'll mention too, sustainability, number one, of family, of energy, of how we do our world and God making some really significant changes mm -hmm. in sustain sustainability for people. Some people even working from home, not like some really cool things there. Um, and then what was the other one um, that I was thinking about? Being open. What was it? Change. Yeah, being open to change. There was one other one, but I'll think about it. Okay. But what other things? So my, my two kind of final thoughts would yeah. be I remember the conversation with our friends Jen and Hona Toledo. Mm -hmm. And Jen said, We're at a stage where we may never get back here to make these bigger choices again mm -hmm. to change the rest of our lives because so much is on the map of unknown. Mm -hmm. And so we have this opportunity to say yes to God yes. and yes to something new in a way that, you know, some people do 30 years of career and they're done and they retire and whatever else. So some people are watching might be halfway through your career and go, I'm, this is not who I am. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And you're going to get courage to say, I'm going to go back to school or I'm going to go do this or I'm going to change careers or whatever else. And we're seeing that. I've seen dads mm -hmm. who have become stay-at-home dads and the wife's going to work. I've seen so many yes. different changes Absolutely. here in America. I know it's different all over the world, but I've seen so many different changes here um but the second thing and, and that's a more of a prophetic word that really helped me when she said that because we were about we were just evaluating so much mm -hmm. but the second thing is i think of uh, you know when you look at um prophetically where we're at um with the choices i made to go into more media what was cool is that and this applies to all of you there's people on the other end who are waiting for me Mm -hmm. And so like getting involved with TBN and CBN News and then some of the production companies and the animation studio, they were, there was something, a role that I filled that they were praying for and that, they, that adds to the value to them too. So it wasn't just that I'm making this big, huge risk into nothingness. I actually took a big, huge risk and realized there's people who are praying for the reinforcements to come. There's people so who are praying for the person that my role that I play for their projects and for their world. So, but you needed you know, to change to be there. 
I had to change to be there. If I wouldn't you wouldn't have changed, you wouldn't so have So for me, there. it's media. So like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I'm like going into TV and I'm being a reinforcement to some of their mission. Mm-hmm. And they needed someone like me to bring the charismatic, the word of the Lord, mm-hmm. prophetic perspective. And they didn't have a lot of charismatic content. Mm-hmm. And I became one of the ones who helped perpetuate the charismatic content on TV and that they started in a root system. Mm-hmm. And, they, and Matt and Lori have said over and over, we're grateful for you. I, I just got another you know, email from them again, like, Thank you for this episode. This was so profound because of this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Like there, you don't go out of your way to do that. I mean, some people are just classy and do that, but you don't go out of your way and do that without meaning something. But they're telling us like you represent something that we've needed and we've wanted. Thank you for being in this mm-hmm. space because not a lot of people are going to that space that I'm going to because mm-hmm. televangelism has had such a terrible name to it. I don't even like that term, televangelism, but Christian media has had such a terrible reputation, but it also has had in the right format, a great reputation. Mm-hmm. That's what we're building into it. And then the mainstream stuff, people have been waiting for somebody who has life experience, who can pastor in love and see and have vision and help see through some of the spiritual warfare too. Mm-hmm. So in my role, I'm applying all of the stuff I learned in ministry in my role. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like a lot of you who are watching, like maybe there's some changes you're making. And if you're not in a change season, you will be one day. So just apply it then. But maybe there's some changes you're making that remember you're not jumping into a void you're jumping into something that god's planned that you're actually reinforcing what he's already doing there and that helped me because then it's not like uh i'm all alone it's actually like elijah you know it's actually like there's all these people in that space if i just open my heart and eyes to see mm-hmm. and i did right away i was like where are they where are they where are my people yeah. and my tribes there yeah for sure yeah it feels like it's been such a um one thing I think we've learned so much in our marriage relationship has been that, and, and everyone know that knows this, right? But that us as humans, our relationships, our calling, our family, um, our career, all of that, it's very progressive with God. Yeah. It feels like sometimes things stay the same for 60 years, you know, sometimes, but more often than not, what I'm feeling and seeing in our life and watching in other people's lives, and you guys might be experiencing this in yours right Mm. now, is there's such a progression where God builds, you know, season upon season for right, the glory to glory for what he's accomplishing in every season and nothing's wasted. So when we talk about the years of pastoring, and then the years of itinerant ministry and authoring and All of those things are very much, they were key. They were part of the plan for that season. Right. And we're building on that. But what we're also seeing in other people's lives and ours is, and that we always have to be open to, I think, is that we are ever changing. We are evolving with God. Mm -hmm. We're becoming new expressions and building upon our history and you are as well. And there's new surprising things, sometimes things that we've never even thought about in a season and it will become your favorite thing. And so I think that's what we- Spoken from a farmer. Correct. I go. She's a farmer in the season. We'll have an episode about that soon. For sure. I said to him. I said to him like a couple of months ago. I was like, "Yeah, you thought you were ma- marrying some like fancy LA girl, and now I just look like a farmer emoji on phone." So I tricked you. I God tricked me. I don't know. We don't know what happened. We're just becoming these unveiling all kinds of different yes. things that we're done. But well, thanks for interviewing me today. And I know, yeah. I know, for you, those of you who are listening, it's good for you to just see our marriage and our connection of just how we pull things out of each other and process together. But yeah. I want to encourage you to do it. I know this season has been so rich. There's been so many good stories. So go back and catch up to them. Pray for us. And also, if you've been enjoying these episodes, 
consider becoming a partner or supporting them because they're supported or created by generous donations from people just like you. And a generous donation might be skipping your cup of coffee, you know, for a few weeks so you can make a donation. And all of a sudden that helps a whole episode to be born that's changing people's lives. And the feedback we get is phenomenal. So thank you so much for being on the journey. For those of you who resonate with today's episode, and this really means a lot to you, please share this episode with somebody on your social media. Send it you know, to one of your friends, text it to them, tell them what's been going on, what you're learning, and also maybe they'll learn from what we're learning as well. Thanks for being a part of our exploring audience, our explorers, we love you so much. Do you wanna be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transiting God Mentoring, where you receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.